you can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside, repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because you know if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie. And we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Hey, Brendo, Steve here. Ben Larson. And welcome back to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you need to be listening to right here at youtube.com forward slash Stephen Larson. Available wherever podcasts can be found. And of course, tape live of the Twitch at twitch.tv forward slash Steve and Larson. We are going to talk about what is being referred to by many people as worst cash in of all time austin theory last night on monday night raw cashed in for a mid-card title and boy he looks like a big dummy we're gonna talk about all that also on raw in a fairly big raw after Mm pay-per-view after crown jewel uh the fate of one of wwe's titles has been decided and it is guilty or at least in the trash quite near it at least quite yeah yeah near it uh and then uh, another another big return to the WWE. We're going to talk about all that here in just a second. First up, I want to get this one out of the way. This is kind of a cool piece of news here. MJF is going Hollywood, baby. Yeah. There are reports following the June 1st edition of AEW Dynamite that MJF had some meetings in Hollywood. And today, Deadline announced that he had been cast in the Von Erich biopic, The Iron Claw. PW Insider reports that MJF was written off a WTV recently filmed the scenes for the film, which is currently shooting. PW Insider adds that MJF will be playing the fake Von Eric. Yeah, the imposter Von Eric. Von Eric. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> imposter Von Eric. Imposter. 
Imposter. Yeah. So if, if uh, for those who may not know the story, I guess it was in '85. Mike Von Erich uh, couldn't wrestle, so then uh, Fritz brought in uh, a wrestler by the name of Ricky Vaughn, not Wild Thing from Major League, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and then dubbed him Lance Von Erich, and essentially was saying, "This is my nephew." Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, uh, and it didn't go over well. No. Everybody knew. Everybody knew he wasn't a, a, a Von Erich. And they crapped all over it. Well, evidently, even back then, high school football was wildly popular. Because remember that being the thing. He was yeah. a big high school football star. So everybody was like, we know who this guy is. What are you doing over here? Yeah. Fritz. Yeah. Your creative is on the Fritz anyway. So that's good for MJF. Let's talk about Raw now. Okay. Larson, yay or nay? Was this the worst cash-in for money in the bank in history? Worst? No. Was it bad? Yes. Um, where to start? So well, let's I, start with with the sequence of events. Sure, we'll start with the sequence of events. So Seth Rollins issued an open challenge for the U.S. title. Um, he came to the ring initially about halfway through the show. I think started the second or third hour. Uh, Judgment Day come to the ring. Seems like Finn's about to enter it. However, OC get to the ring. That leads to the return of Mia Yim. Seth backs out of that. Not my business. He goes to the back. He comes out for the main event segment. Again, open challenge. Seems like Mustafa Ali is going to answer. Lashley lays him out, says, no, I'm going to be your challenger tonight, Seth. Lashley comes to the ring before the bell rings, completely destroys Seth, puts him through the announce table, and then he leaves. And as he's leaving, Austin Theory, with briefcase, comes walking down the ramp, comes uh, to the ringside area, Stands over Seth as he's, as he's writhing in pain and explaining to the trainer what's wrong with him. Decides to cash in then and there on the U.S. title. Uh, match starts. Um, uh, at one point, Theory hits his finish. Lashley returns to ringside to pull him out of the ring. He lays Theory out, puts him in the hurt lock on the floor while the ref is passed out from just being pulled out of the ring. Um, puts him in the hurt lock. Ref comes to theory barely beats the 10 count. Seth hits a stomp to get the win. It seems pretty obvious that triple H is like, all right, I don't want this lingering any longer. Uh, there's no chance that theory is going to successfully cash in on Roman reigns. We're not going to do that. Uh, there have been some re- reports that they were going to wait until whenever the next money, in the bank ladder match was going to be, to, to have Theory cash in then to kind of bring a different element to it. Ultimately, they decided not to do that. They decided to do it tonight to have Theory try to cash in on a mid-card title that he has actually already won um, and and fail at that. Granted, it's because last... It seems like the overarching goal of this... Well, I think there's three. One, get over Seth Rollins' babyface because we have babyface Seth Rollins now. I mean, he said, tonight marks my 10-year anniversary as a WWE superstar. Just everything about how he was talking to the crowd last night, he's babyface Seth Rollins now. Two, and this is kind of in order. Two, get Lashley over as a heel. Um, Although fans cheered when he beat the heck out of Theory. Three, get get rid of the Money in the Bank thing for the time being, and they're going to worry about it whether it's at Mania next year or they're still going to do the Money in the Bank pay-per-view. Kind of reset, worry about it then. I guess for me, my largest issue with is this is it's the U.S. title. 
If you're going to fail a cash-in, at least fail for the top belt. I know there's no way. Everybody knows there's no way that Reigns is going to lose to Theory in a cash-in. It's not going to happen. We understand that. That being said, you could have had a scenario similar to what played out on Raw last night, but for Roman's belt. And at least you could say, well, hell, Theory failed, but at least he tried to go for the top title. You get to give him credit for that at least, but to go for the mid-card title, a title he had already won? So I, I do think there's there is a case to be made. Look, I, I'll play some devil's advocate here. I'll, I'll say this before I, I, I sort of counter that. And I'm not going to necessarily agree with what I'm about to say when I'm countering you, but I understand a storyline case could be made. Number one, this wasn't the worst cash-in of all time. It might be the most pathetic. Yes. Because the reason why you go after this is because Seth Rollins just said, he was just done saying, this is the top title yeah, on I Raw. I understand that. Every time Austin Theory has attempted to do this, mm-hmm. what's happened? Oh, he's gotten embarrassed, he's, totally. He's been embarrassed. This has happened twice now? Twice, twice now. now. But the, let me interject so here real hold quick. Hold on a second. Let, you, let me interject you, with one quick point. You could build a story on him trying to figure out how to cash in properly. That's all I'll say. You had, they have. They have. They did that. He tried it twice. Well, How saying, much you more can, can this guy go times? through it? Several. He's got five months at least. It's cartoonish at this point. It's like, man, I keep it. And he didn't even have to contend the first time he got taken out by Lesnar. The second time he got taken out I by know. Tyson Fury. Yes, he hasn't even had to had to contend with the bloodline. I know. Like that's another barrier. I know. This right here, the reason why he does this is because... And I'm not, look, I'm not even saying that this is like the way to do it or why you should do it, but I understand why he did it on the U.S. title because Seth has said this is the top title. Bobby's had it. Seth's made it into a bigger deal. Um, and this was the easiest possible pickings for him. This was, he's done. Seth is out. This is the easiest possible thing. When he hit A-Town down, the television direction was really good here. I was like, that's it. Bobby came out of nowhere. Bobby was leaving. He didn't even look at Austin Theory. So if Austin Theory's sitting there like, okay, I'm being very careful about this. Bobby doesn't seem to care that I'm out here. So I think I'm fine with that. There's no Tyson Fury in the crowd. This crowd is dead as hell. Nobody from this crowd is gonna is gonna interfere with me. I get like I'm no, I actually I understand. in theory I understand. in theory, so to speak. I understand, yes. I kind of get why it's US title. Like or I'm sorry, big picture, this is pathetic because he couldn't even do it on the U.S. Yes. title. Yes. But I understand in the storyline why. And on top of that, on top of that, I like that it's so pathetic because he needs to reach rock bottom if this story that I hope they're telling is going to be told effectively. And in the Triple H era, yes, I'm willing to give some more benefit of the doubt, certainly than in the Vince McMahon era, because Triple H is new at this. I mean, he's only been doing it for like two months now, and it's like, as I think as Maggie had said, you rip the Band-Aid off. You just you say, okay, look, this is a big Raw after Mania. Let's get people talking. This guy's going to ha- he's going to go through some humiliation, 
And then he's got to build himself back up into what Triple H sees in him, which the jury is out on whether or not Austin Theory has that thing to become the face of the company. I don't know. I'll believe it when I see it. I think that I see some ingredients there. But, you know, for everybody, like if John Cena hadn't found the Dr. Thugonomics, I don't know if he would have taken off. If Stone Cold Steve Austin had remained the ringmaster for five years, I don't know that he would have taken off. It took Roman Reigns being shoved down our throat for five years. And then a heel turn finally for us to see that. And that was no guarantee. So. I think that if they're going to tell a story about a, a redemption story, or at least try to tell a redemption story, then I'm willing to see how this this waits out. And in fact, I put up a poll on our uh, on our YouTube channel to see what people thought about the actual cash in. I offered up yay, nay, wait and see. The A's gave it 26 percent. The wait and sees gave it 33 percent and nays were at 41 percent. So number one. This is a very divisive thing. I, there's a lot of different opinions about this, as we've both seen on Twitter, as we've seen here in our chat, uh, talking to people. The nays were at 41%. So, you know, there's no there's no like right or wrong answer here. Nice. There's just a lot of elements. Um, and, and a lot of it will depend on, okay, if they tell a really great story that leads to like, I don't know, some big win at WrestleMania, then we might look back on this and be like, what an interesting approach this was. Or if he's nowhere at WrestleMania and the crowd still don't give a shit about him, we'll be like, okay, well. And that's that's the danger you risk having it be for the mid-card title. I understand in terms of the story they're telling with Theory that he's been completely and totally inept trying to cash in the two times he's tried. Um, and I think with time, I actually kind of like the idea of them saying, okay, we're going to wait till the last minute. Imagine him in an act of pure desperation. He does something like this. That's interesting to me. This, I understand they laid the groundwork of him being a, a, a total loser when it comes to trying to cash in. But I still feel like there was stories to be told with him as Mr. Money of the Bank that they just seemed kind of uninterested in doing. Um, and and it just felt like, all right, let's rid ourselves with of this issue now and start fresh. Let's not worry about it any, any longer. And and if it, you're right, if if there's an interesting story that comes with this for theory, and in five, six, eight months time, whenever you know, uh, maybe the next money the bank rolls around, he's in a much better place there then than he is now. Then cool, it, yeah, it, maybe it will be worth it. But right now, in a bubble, pathetic is the right word. And I don't know how 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 eager fans are going to be to get behind someone who looks so utterly pathetic at this juncture. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. 
Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Oh, well, that's the thing. That's, you know, that's that's what rock bottom is. You can only go up yeah. from here, you know? And that's that's the point. It's like, look, either they're going to succeed at this or they're going to fail this. I agree with you. I think that the idea of him of them waiting until the last minute like WrestleVote said apparently that was on on you know and then didn't happen. Yeah. Um I thought that was that there could have been an interesting idea but clearly they don't want to they didn't want to tre- Triple H did not want to tread water with this character because if that was the case it would have been the same thing for the next 6 months. Like it would have been it would have just been lurking there. And and it just would have been the same thing over and over again. It's like, God damn, it's going to take them six months to figure out what I don't know, uh, 11, 12, however many people actually successfully cashed in. Yeah, have already well, done. Like there's been percent that have there's been 13 money in the bank winners. So I'm assuming like, I don't know, nine or 10 of them. Have yeah, whatever. 80 percent of that is. Yeah. That brings up another question, though. Hmm. Is money in the bank as good of a concept as it is now? I feel like this year. Money in the Bank probably shouldn't have even been a thing because yeah. Roman Reigns yeah. had both titles. Yeah, and uh, it, it's just it's a trash idea when somebody is obviously not gonna have is not gonna be cashed in on. Mm-hmm. Is Money in the Bank as as a concept? Should they just should they just like the like the uh, the 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 dunk contest? They just kill it for a couple of years and then bring did, it back. Yeah, they did. They did. Um, and that the dunk contest is something like year after year. There's they, they reformulate, you know, to try to find a, a, a way of doing it that will appeal to fans and make it interesting for for viewers. Um, so here's the last. Let me just to, to give some right. context before you give your answer here. I've got the the last couple. Let's go back five years. Okay, 2022 theory. We saw this uh, played yeah. out. Pathetic. Big E was the year before. Which could have been um, really good if they had actually booked the cash in well. Otis, and mm-hmm. then the Miz took it off him. That was an all. That was probably the all time worst. That was, that was the all time worst. It was pretty in my bad. opinion. Uh, Money in the Bank twenty nineteen. Brock Lesnar. Mm. What did he do with that? Um, cash in on in. Seth Roman. Who did he cash it in on? Seth. No, wasn't it Kofi? Oh God! Was no? Was it Kofi? I don't know what it was. Probably Kofi, because that was May of 2019. Did he cash in on Kofi then? It would have been know. October 2019. Is that when? Oh, cash in. The Miku says set. That's what I thought. All right. All right. Uh, 2018. Another all-time bad cash in. Braun Strowman. 
gosh, that was awful. Uh, and then 2017, Baron Corbin, that was awful. Yeah. The last good one, honestly, the last good one in terms of the men, in terms of the men, was Dean Ambrose in 2016. Mm-hmm. That was rad because every member of the Shield held it held that night. Held the title that night, yeah. That was really cool. But, dude, it's been since 2016 that there's been – and I'm even looking at uh, I'm even looking at uh, like in terms of the women. I mean, they, they there hasn't been like a real memorable. I mean, there's only been a small handful of memorable cash-ins, regardless of what the of yeah, if it's a man or. I whatever. mean, for the longest time, there was seemingly a formula of how you booked May the Bank winners. They win the briefcase and then they lose a ton. So mm-hmm. you get someone who wins something that could be really impactful, and then you deprive them of any and all momentum leading to that moment. There's mm-hmm. been outliers of, of that trope, obviously, but by and large, that was kind of the thing you went. I mean, Sandell's like the most egregious example where he wins, wins money, the bank briefcase and between him winning the briefcase and cashing in on Cena, I think he might've won a match, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. a single match. And he was utterly yeah. humiliated during the cash in as well. Um, like there's interesting story ideas you can use with money of the bank. And for some reason, they don't really tend to, Try try to do that. Yeah, you know, like yeah. I, I know Mr. Kennedy was the one person who wanted and said, "All right, I'm I'm cash I'm using this to main event WrestleMania," mm-hmm, which is yeah. a great idea. That was a great idea. Yeah, and to think, okay, RVDs this, was yeah, RVD yeah, RVDs was same, really good because that's a special one, circumstance. Yeah. But by yeah. and, by and large, they don't think long term or haven't thought long term about okay, how are we gonna make this cash in more impactful? It's usually, oh, how are we gonna pop the crowd? Mm-hmm. How are we gonna to pull some surprise thing? Uh, to get a good ratings number or something like that. Yeah, there's not a yeah. whole lot. It doesn't really feel like there's a whole lot of forethought in, t- in terms of how is this cashing actually going to play out. Yeah. And I know that was all under Vince. We haven't seen that's, that's the big a very cash good point. in under Triple H. We don't know how he's going to approach that. Whether he's going to utilize some of the same. <laughs> We've <tropes>. seen one. <laughs> we yeah, no. Last night. And it's interesting, but I know what you mean. Yeah. But even if you look at the small example with Theory. And not that he was like a well-rounded, well-fleshed-out character before Triple H uh, took over, but after Triple H took over, it felt like theory like was just it was it was catchphrases. It was all day. It was youngest money the bank winner, youngest U.S. champ, and that was it. I thought put him in a protracted feud with Gargano. Oh, yeah. we can get some layers to this character. It was one match on Raw, and they both moved on. Um, it I just hope- seems like let me get this one point out real quick. It seems like. Since Triple H has taken over, he has shown little to no interest in trying to find something interesting with this iteration of the Theory character, and then rather trying to do that while he's holding Money in the Bank and trying to use that briefcase to enhance or bring layers to his character. Apparently, it's like, all right, reset button, boom. Worry about it later. One of two things is happening. Either he's throwing his hands up on Theory and is like, I, I don't see it, and I gotta, I gotta figure it out. But in the meantime, I'm done with this money in the bank stuff because it ain't going anywhere. Or he has something specific in mind. You know, he he took over a really big. He took over three brands uh, at SummerSlam, and it's gonna take him a little while to get sort of all those pieces. We've seen him be successful with a cup with with a lot of different things so far, and uh, and and one of those things has not been theory. Uh, Austin Theory and Vince still has me, has me calling him Theory, um, and uh, and but but I I don't know I, I think that 
I would be shocked if he gave up on a guy with that much upside. Um, and I think this is probably scrubbing the decks before and giving him a clean slate and, and having possible. him reach rock bottom. And, you know, I'll either be proven right about that one or wrong about that one. Either way, it's fine. Um, there's a lot of talent in WWE. And if Theory went away tomorrow, I wouldn't miss him because they haven't done anything with him. Mm -mm. Um, but if they want to get him to that point, uh, I do think he's got a lot of upside in, in Triple H. I, I think we'll probably try to make uh, something out of him. I'm kind of, I thought that the idea of him uh, cashing in on NXT, I thought that would have been a good idea. Yeah, him anchor NXT. At least it's a title he never won. There's, a, there's, a, there's a, a reason that he'd be like, I want this belt, you know? Yeah, right, yeah. This is a yeah. title I never had when I was here. I think I could do a better job of being the champion of, of this place than uh, if you, Mr. If you want a friend, get a dog, Braun mm -hmm. Breaker. Yeah, like yeah, that would have been interesting. Yeah, um, yeah. I know, it, it, and I, I know again, it, you could make you could justify the choice based on the story they've told with theory, but it's just it just makes him look utterly pathetic, and it just maybe if he hadn't won the title on main roster, be like okay, U.S. title, I get it, I get it, why he would want that rather than well, I can't get anything else, so this is the one I got to go for. Well, I get it, I do get it, I understand that it's. I got no other options and this is easy pickings and that's who he is. You know, he's a piece of shit. Um, and so it's like, well, you think this is the top title? I'm going to have the top title on raw now since Seth Rollins is called the top title. He used to be my mentor. Um, and on top of that, Seth who, you know, they had a pretty good match with each other a couple weeks ago. And so uh, I can, I can see that, but either, either as Maggie says right here in chat, it'll be interesting in a year to see where theory yeah. is and how this plays out. Either he's going to be one of the top guys and they'll have succeeded or he'll be not that. And mm -hmm. it'll be like, what is, you know, this is even, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I get the feeling that maybe they're going to, they're going to, they're going to try something with him. Um, remains to be seen. Remains to be seen. Let's talk about a WWE title that nobody seems to want. In fact, ended up near a garbage can. Uh, well, I'm sorry. That's messed up. Dana Brooke wanted this title, and she wanted to make something out of it. Yeah. She said as much in interviews. I'm talking about, of course, the 24-7 title. This has mm -hmm. been uh, something that Triple H has not seemed interested in at all. It had uh, been it just has, defended on the, uh, the, the live event circuit, correct? The live event circuit. It was basically a rotating uh, cast in that division of Dana Brooke would walk into a live event as 24 seven title. I'm sorry, a champion. She would lose it to Tamina to Nikki ASH and sometimes to referees. Mm -hmm. That's like the, it would, it would sort of go, you know, through the various people as sort of a comedy gimmick on the live <coughs> house show circuit. Excuse me. Um, well, Nikki ASH, Nikki cross, uh, won the 24 seven title. Didn't really seem to even realize it. <laughs> or care or whatever because it just ended up falling off her shoulder near a garbage can. Yeah. Yeah, I think I'm pretty sure it was supposed to be uh, uh, dumped in garbage can, but I mean, they had her in a situation where she was walking down the corridor in the building and look, looking up while she was walking and then throw the, the title in the garbage well, like a no-look. Mm -hmm. A no-look yeah. deal. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and, and, you know, sometimes we do the dough look target doesn't get hit per se. And, but it's fine. The idea was, was there. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's this done. thing's it's in, over. It's, it's in the trash. It's over. So I think, I think Bex said Austin theory should run to that garbage can and try to get the 24 seven title. I know. He could be the new dumpster champion. Larson. I know. 
Um, so yeah, WWE has an official dumpster title now. Um, you know, dude, when this thing debuted, I remember when McFoley brought it out. It's literally, I, I, I know, I know a lot of people love the, the spinner title. I thought the spinner title, the U.S. spinner title, oh, was ugly as shit. Awful. This might have been worse. Yeah, the twenty four seven title was god awful. It looked like it a diner ugly. clock. It, it did. It that's literally what it looked like. It looked like a a, a wall decoration in Bioshock. Um. It was ugly as sin, uh, and it was used at, at moments in a clever manner, mm-hmm. but like 80% of the time, man, this thing was just, it was it was filler, bathroom break stuff, and I feel for Dana Brooke, who's always been known to put in a lot of work and effort, and she's never really broken through. I know. feel like she was really trying to make something she out was. of this, but what can she you was. do? You know, if you're not going to get the TV time, if the person in charge really doesn't think that this has any value to it, eventually it's going to end up in the literal trash, which is seemingly where it, where it's ended up. Mm-hmm. Um, I, what I hope is, you know, the title means a lot less than the people that are chasing it. And I hope people like Dana Brooke might end up being part of war games. I don't know. Yeah. Um, Tamina Akira Tozawa, who's had like maybe, I think, two or three matches on main events since Triple H took over. Um, got people that usually were associated with the 24 7 division. I mean, R Truth is able to break through, but everybody else, hopefully, they'll get more things to do, yes. more TV time, join factions, what have you. I want to see Akira Tozawa out of that damn ninja costume and in like, you know, into what he used to wear and putting on phenomenal matches, maybe teaming up with Ricochet or something as a tag yep. team because yep, Ricochet's got it going nowhere either. Um, so, yeah, uh, any final thoughts on uh, any on the 24-7 title? No, I think I think this you is the got right most move of it. to make. This is the uh, right move to make? I don't know. I mean, it would... I know that 24-7 isn't exactly something that's been universally praised, the belt that is, um, in terms of implementation. You know, maybe there was something they could have done with it to make it a little more interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel bad for Dana because, yeah, she's been really talking up, I want to make this belt meaningful and mean something. You know, I think at one point she said, I want to make this the women's mid-card title. And then just to have her get squashed by Nikki and then Nikki just throw it in the garbage. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel bad for Dana. Mm-hmm, yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, maybe, again, like the Austin Theory thing, maybe someone will will, will go and do something with the tw- – I'm, I'm not expecting this, but next week we'll find someone pulling the 24-7 uh, title out of the garbage and saying, I'm going to do something with this. Hey. Maybe it's Theory. Maybe it's somebody else. Maybe hey. it's Von Wagner. Hey, I've been on main event. I'm going to make this my title now. I don't give a shit. Uh, so yeah, rest in peace, twenty four seven title. Yep. And then uh, we found out who the OC's mm-hmm. great equalizer is. Mia Yim returned to WWE. She had let her uh, impact contract. She had uh, run out. I guess the six month impact contract mm-hmm. she had recently uh, left that company after doing the honors for uh, was it Taylor Wild or was yeah. it Giselle? Yeah. Okay, it's Taylor Wild. Yeah. Um and uh and yeah, she I thought this was a pretty effective segment. Uh she took out Rhea Ripley and then uh, the OC got the upper hand on Judgment Day. Seems like this feud is going to uh continue. Yep. And uh the OC has now had uh time to regroup and find sort of in their words somebody they she found them. Yeah. 
Yeah. And uh, and I thought this was a pretty effective segment I here. I'm, wonder, I'm, I'm cool to see this continue. I want, given that Survivor Series is the next pay-per-view, if they're going to have some sort of traditional Survivor Series match between OC and Judgment Day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, seems like be the case. Four on four, yeah, absolutely. Uh, let's go ahead and dive into Raw. Uh, opened up with, uh, of course, you've got the big Usos and the New Day match coming up on Friday uh, to basically determine who will continue or who will have the longest reigning tag title reign in WWE And history. be able to lay claim as the greatest tag team in WWE history. In the process, absolutely. So uh, the Usos and Solo Sokoa come out. Crowd starts chanting, Sammy. Jay looks visibly upset at that, but then recovers and says, the bloodline's now in your city. Jimmy says, a crown jewel, Roman smashed Logan Paul, and the Usos went to fight night and smashed the brutes. And if you weren't there, all you got to do is see this. And then there was just like a single picture of it was the bloodline. Of them it was all a still, yeah. Yeah, it wasn't even like a picture. It was a still. With a bunch of pyro. Yeah, it was all fuzzy. Uh, of the bloodline holding up the titles at Crown Jewel. Jay says that's in the past. This Friday, it's us versus the New Day. New Day are the longest reigning tag champs in WWE history. After Friday, you're, new, you're, longest, uh, you're looking at the new longest reigning tag champions because, uh, of course, they are the twos. And then we are the – and then, no, they, they were not able to say the ones because interrupted by the New Day. So Kofi yep. tells them, hold up, get a little ahead of ourselves. First and foremost, let's congratulate the Usos – for your win at Crown Jewel. Wood says, how are you feeling? Jimmy says, we're a bit private jet lagged. You wouldn't know about that, though. And then Jay says, they're in group three. <laughs> Which I thought was a nice little shot yeah. at, you know, us chumps who have to who have to be in group yeah. C or D, man. Yep, yep. <laughs> uh, Wood says, in four days, you'll see the longest reigning tag champs defending their reign against the current tag champs. But at the end of that match, we're going to be champs. And their reign of four hundred, and our reign of four hundred eighty-three days will remain intact. Jimmy says, uh, "You know, hey, we've given you your props. Hell of a tag team, breaking down barriers. You got bootios, up, up, down, down, all sorts of merch. Hell, you got Netflix. We're proud mm-hmm. of you." And Jay says, "I'm proud of you too. It must feel really good to be the second best tag team in WWE." And Wood says, "The Usos, you fail to remember, uh, is that we still hold the record. That means you're chasing us. That means." You're chasing the guys who built this from the ground up. You're chasing the guys who changed the way tag team wrestling looks today. Uh, you're chasing first-generation superstars. It says the Usos had people coddling them, holding their hand down the ramp, teaching you how to do this. The Usos got tryouts based on what their family did before them. The Usos built their legacy off the back of their uncles, their cousins, uh, their father and grandfather. But we built our legacies on our own backs. So Jimmy says, uh, you guys don't know what kind of pressure we've been under. Wood says, don't speak to us about pressure. We know what pressure is sitting at catering. It's building a YouTube channel outside of this company to make sure you get noticed in this company. Talks about pressure. Jimmy says, um, he says, all that pressure turned the new day into diamonds. Jimmy goes on, says, uh, you're talking about those diamonds that used to be in your crown, King Woods. Of course. You know, the bloodline crushed that crown. Mm-hmm. He says the ones that we stomped to the ground. He says we've got uh, the real uh, crowns. So this goes back and forth a little bit more. They talk about Kofi Mania, how mm-hmm. they were the ones who, were able, who allowed Kofi because they forfeited the match leading to it. So I like they're referencing all this yeah, history. Yeah. I thought it was good stuff. Yeah, it was good. And then Riddle comes out. And Completely I don't know if – is this fucking intentional to have this guy – this is like two times now. This guy came out and interrupted something that I was pretty compelling, 
and it was really good stuff. Had a lot of history behind it. And this guy comes out with a stupid uh, uh, little drums. Uh, the his the, bongs, bongos. Yeah the, bong, yeah, the bongos. So yeah, he interrupts. Says, "Oh, I'm sorry. I saw the new day were here, and I had to come out uh, and ask you." So Woods, Elias, and I are kind of forming a band, and I guess the idea is that he's going to invite Woods to join. And Jay just tells him to shut up, and Rill yeah. says, "Hey, let's all relax. When things get crazy, I like to sit back." And hit the bong. And he asked Woods, you want to hit my bong? Woods hits. Kofi, you want to hit my bong? Kofi hits. And so uh, Riddle asks Solo. Solo just stands there. Mm-hmm. And Jimmy goes over, starts hammering a beat on the bongos. And Riddle says, oh, Jimmy, you know the rules. Tap, tap, pass. Mm-hmm. He says, what about you, uh, Jay? Sammy says, you haven't been so oozy lately. And Jay slaps the bongos aside out of his way and Riddle says oh no one slaps my bongs uh, and wants the six man tag match yep uh, and then we had that match and this is a really really fun mm-hmm. match um, I mean this entire like opening it was segment 41 match, minutes yeah lasted the first uh, yeah big chunk of the first hour here um, yeah good match uh, Solo ended up hitting an Uranagi on Riddle mm-hmm yeah, for the win here. But, I mean, yeah, it was phenomenal. Just all sorts of shit going on here. Yeah, it was it was a fun bout. Uh, then we got a crown jewel recap, and then we had JBL come to the ring. Oh, hold on. We'll back up a second what? here on the, the Usos New Day. How do you think this is going to go down on Friday, man? Oh, I feel like the Usos are going to win because it's going to help motivate uh, Bloodline versus Brutes and New Day at War Games. I think you're right. I don't think it's going to be like a wonk. I mean, hell, even if it's a wonk finish, yeah. You know, Usos are going to have this record. I think the I think the Bloodline is going to have that one more thing, mm-hmm. you know, to add to their legacy. Now we've got the record, and honestly, well deserved. The Usos and New Day, their feud, and one team being, you know, one and one team being two, it don't matter. They're it's like one A and one B. They're both the greatest tag team yeah. of all time. We're lucky to have that in yeah. this at, it, during the same period of time. Yeah. Um, and that this feud is absolutely amazing. So, and, yeah, I think the Usos are going to keep it. Yeah, yeah I would they're going to so. get it. I would think so. Um, and you know, down the line, if they want to revisit, which I'm sure they will, this 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 story, this feud, um, you could have the roles reversed where New Day's on the verge of breaking the Usos record. The Usos mm-hmm. can step up and say, "No, that record means a lot to us." I mean, this will mm-hmm. probably be post post Bloodline. Um, yeah. Now they can revisit all this. Mm-hmm. There's still a lot to 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 mine here. There's a lot of good yeah. stuff that's happened between the Usos and the New Day. New Day. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they mentioned some of that in this promo, but there's a lot more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Uh, so yeah, we got the crown jewel recap, and then we had JBL mm-hmm. come to the ring, 
Um, he says from the Budokan to the O2 from Staples Center, which is not even called Staples Center anymore, to MSG. I've sold out every arena on God's green earth. And when you talk about green, great arenas, you don't talk about this one. Yeah. And they introduces Barry Corbin, and Barry has a match against Cedric Alexander. Um, that Baron wins. We had uh, two of the two of the hurt business uh, yep. tag. Shelton was on too. Yeah, yeah. Shelton was on too. The main event players. Uh, yeah, Baron Corbin wins this with an end of days, uh, and then it's time for the set. The only thing I was advertised in advance of the show. Seth Rollins uh, had a promo. By the way, Triple H, I, I noted, I watched the segment yesterday on the show. Mm-hmm. He was a little bit off. It was uh, ended up being Elias versus Otis yeah. instead of Elias versus Gable. So, yeah. you know, maybe last-minute changes. Maybe. Or maybe because he mentioned that, and I was like, well, they've had a match before. Maybe he's like, oh, I better not do another, I better not do a rematch because people are going to think I'm doing this Look at stuff. you, man. You're influencing the direction of the show. That's so That's awesome. why I was like, he, he when he seemed like he, he hadn't booked the show, I was like, hey, let's just bounce right. ideas off each other. Right, yeah. yeah. Oof, boy, that's... Set of balls on you for that one, pal. I got to earn his respect somehow. <laughs> yeah, man, absolutely. Hey, did you know we have a TikTok now, Larson? I did. Put up a brand new TikTok today. We talked about Uncle Howdy winning that uh, those titles off. Oh of the man, you did a little the bit. Of, I did a little bit of Photoshop, man. Nice. I did a little bit of Photoshop. It's at nice. Friendo Club. I think it's at Friendo Club Wrestling or Friendo Club, nice. something like that. Uh, on the TikTok, so you guys can check that out. Also, if you like going in raw ad-free, you can get it on the Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. We have the audio version of the show ad-free. We also have a lot of bonus content uh, over there available. Uh, and then you can also get the the audio version of the show ad-free. For listening to the audio realm, you're like, oh, how can I do that? Go to goinginraw.supercast.tech. You can get it there. I think it's like $3 a month or something like that. Yeah, yeah, that sounds uh, right. So it's time for Seth Rollins' open challenge, uh, V1. So he welcomed the crowd to Monday Night Rollins. They kind of half-assedly sing his theme. Uh, well, I mean, like, yeah, compared to most cities, yeah. <laughs> dude, there was what? There was at one point there was like somebody like the crowd started chanting something that they usually chant, and I swear it sounded like ten people or so were doing it. I forget if it was this or if it was later on. Anyways, uh, he says, back by popular demand is the open challenge, but he's interrupted by Judgment Day. They circle the ring. Fen Baller gets in the ring. He says, I got a bone to pick with you, buddy. A couple of years back, you cost me some gold. So tonight, I'm going to cost you gold. He says, as far as the open challenge thing goes, and then Finn is interrupted by the Auk. Yeah. The OC come to the ring and Seth's like he's they're they're just like eyeing each other. They're like yeah, yeah, facing yeah. off in the middle of the ring and Seth is in the middle and he just slowly backs away. Doesn't want to get in the middle of all this and he takes his lead. He's like, my name's Paul. This is between y'all. Exactly. My name's Ben and I ain't in it. So AJ says this is between the OC and Judgment Day. He says this thing is far from over. And Finn says, the only thing in this ring that's over is Judgment Day. (laughs) (laughs) I love when he starts diving into the wrestling terminology. It's great. Me too. I know. I know. He he says, the club, the OC is old news as far as I'm concerned. AJ interrupts, says, ah, that's the problem. It's been the three of us against the four of you. Now the dudes are in the ring. Rhea is down there at ringside. Yeah. And says, uh, she says, we, he says, we've tried to find someone to take care of our Rhea problem, and we still haven't found that someone. And you can hear Rhea shout because commentary's right next to her. That's because no one likes you. Yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, but then they say, uh, but that someone found the OC. Well, and then, then you hear Rhea, a thwack. Yeah. Rhea had been posted 
by a hooded figure uh, with distinctive blue hair coming out of it. And then Finn Balor. Finn is so theatrical. He's so dramatic because every every movement, like when he hears that, he looks back like really, really quickly, like dramatically. Yeah. And uh, and it's Mia Yim. Mia mm-hmm. Yim has joined the Auk and she takes out Rhea Ripley. And then there's a big brawl in the ring. Carl Anderson uh, and Finn go at it. Carl uh, Anderson rams Finn into the apron. Dom looks for, wait, no, what is this? Uh, yeah, yeah. So Mia Yim takes a kendo stick. Taria Gallows tackles Priest over the announce table. Mia Yim throws Rhea into the timekeeper's area. Finn and AJ are left in the ring. AJ hits some shots. Finn rolls out of the ring. Carl Anderson rams him into the apron. Dom looks for Iran and AJ, but AJ Styles just catches it, hits Dom with the Styles clash. Finn pulls Dom out of the ring. OC and Mia Yim pose in the ring. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, man, I think this is this is a fantastic, fantastic addition to the Ock. Yeah, I was trying to remember if uh, Mia and Rhea had had any sort of feud in NXT. And I uh, think so. I don't remember. I don't recall. Don't remember. Either. While you look that up, Seth Rollins backstage had an interview with Kathy. Said, oh, things got a little too tense out of there. It was none of my business. Had to get gone. <laughs> <laughs> Seth is so, he's he's such a treasure. Oh yeah, he says as far as the open challenge is concerned, I made a promise to the people. So tonight we're gonna get ourselves an open challenge. We'll see op- who answers the call. Better not be you, Kathy. <laughs> oh man, he's it was so pretty great. great. It was pretty great. Oh yeah. Then we had Otis versus Elias. Uh, I I'll be honest with you. Like I think Otis and Chad Gable are great. Elias is back into I don't give a shit territory yeah, with no. me, uh, which happened pretty quickly. So I don't care about any of this stuff. He needs, I, Elias I really needs don't. to hurry up and hit Riddle over the head with a guitar. He wants to. That's the only thing that make, that's keeping him interesting at this juncture for me. Is I'm who, just waiting for him to bash Riddle over the head with a guitar. Who will you be rooting for in that feud, Larson? Mm. For me, it's just going to be Elias. I think Elias is decent as a heel. Um you know, and, and, I'll, my answer to that is when I'm watching any sort of sporting event where I have no rooting interest in either of the teams, I root for a good game. So in this instance, I just want good matches. The good game. Yeah, I and I, I, I find my... It's actually been a little while since I've given a shit about Riddle. They've done a good job with his character being somebody that I have no desire. Yeah. There's nothing about him that I find interesting. And it's kind of been like that for a while. I think there was a period of time I was like, Randy, would you just turn on this motherfucker? Cause he's so annoying. And then there was that whole period when all he would talk about is Randy used mm-hmm. to tell me this and Randy's like, dude, you are not appealing in any way, shape or form at all. Yeah. Now he's inter- interrupting the segments that I actually like. Yeah. Not a fan of the guy. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Uh, Otis gets the win here. That was a hell of a sell by Otis when Elias hit those pair of jumping knees. Oh, yeah. That man. second one where he just f- fell, just flat back bump. That was great. Anyways, Otis oh, ends, up, yeah. ends up hitting the uh, world's strongest slam on Elias to get the win after Elias hits uh, Gable, who had bitten, got up on the apron with a knee off the second rope. Uh, after that, we got a Judgment Day interview. Finn says the OC, they haven't discovered anything. Uh, all they've discovered is more problems. Now they now they got eight problems. No, no, wait, they got sixteen problems. No, that, now they've got ninety nine problems, and they have a solution for any of them. 
I love Finn so Finn much. Finn is great. And we don't have a solution for any of them. And then it's Priest, not the line, Finn. It's not the line. I know, I know. <laughs> uh, Priest says the OC has solved nothing. It'll always be the same. OC will fall. Judgment Day uh, will rise. Dom says the OC thinks they found something, someone to take on Mommy. Uh-uh. No. And the re steps and goes, I got this. She's like, you're talking too much. I know. You're talking talking too much. Pushes Dom aside and says, the OC thinks they can bring anyone in to fix their Rhea problem. So they bring in Mia Yim. She says, bring in the whole damn army and see if I care. And so they all walk off. And so when they walk, uh, they walk by Bianca, who's walking Mm -hmm. through the the corridors of the arena. And Rhea stops and just looks at her and goes, champ. Mm -hmm. And then Bianca walks off. Dude, who, man. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. If you're Triple H and you've got Bailey, who's terrific, yeah. absolutely terrific, but you got Rhea Ripley, the crowd is really into Rhea right now. I don't know. What do you do, man? What do you do? Well, I mean, War Games, based on this next segment, War Games is going to be the blow off for this feud between Damage Control and, and, Bianca and Oscar. Absolutely. And yeah, 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 of course. Yeah. And considering the odds of t- any titles being on the line that match, since yeah. it's five on five, is pretty small. Yeah. I'd say Bailey's window to actually capture the Raw Women's Championship is probably passed for the time mm-hmm. being. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. So, yeah. Um, yeah, it'll be interesting. Man, could you imagine if the judgment, what if the judgment that, you know, Triple H loves the Golden Prophecy, man? Do you imagine? Now, I'm not saying this is going to happen with like Finn and Roman Reigns, but Finn and Seth Seth Rollins, mm-hmm. as we saw a tease tonight, revisit that. What if Seth or Finn comes away with Raw's top title, quote unquote, the U.S. title? Rhea's got the woman's title. You get. Can you imagine Priest and Dom winning the tag titles? <laughs> they got to split those off somehow, but yeah, yeah, that could be funny. That could be funny. That could be funny. Then after that, we have, oh, Bianca, Asuka, and Alexa Bliss. They come to the ring, drop a promo. Bianca says, uh, I'm proud to be standing here. Uh, Raw Women's Champion, but Crown Jewel didn't go according to plan. Um, So, you know, this is far from over with. uh, So, damage control, we got something uh, to say to you. You think we think you'd like to hear. Since you were acting tough in the parking lot earlier, why not come out to the ring so we could say it to your face? So, damage control comes to the stage. Dakota says no one gives a damn that Bianca was the last woman standing, but the way they see it, Bianca still hasn't beaten Bailey, but Bailey has beaten Bianca twice. And they she, had run earlier, so she referenced the parking lot dur- while during their entrance. Number one during clip, their entrance, yeah. there was a clip in the parking lot, but there was also a Bray Wyatt logo yeah. on the on the Tron behind them as during, well during uh, Oscar and well, Alexa and Bianca's entrance. Yeah, their entrance. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so she asks. Dakota asks EO, how many times do you won the tag titles? And EO says, twice. And so Dakota says, and who have we beaten to get them? And EO says, Alexa and Asuka. So Bliss says, the only reason that you have the tag titles now is because Nikki Cross. So don't, I don't know why you're here bragging. And so Asuka and EO just start talking trash to each other in Japanese. This, was, this was, is like the one time awesome. the crowd blew up. Like the crowd was really into this because Asuka starts talking shit. EO gets in there. She starts talking shit, and Oscar just goes off, just, just bark, 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 and then, he, and then she stops, and Eo just dead looks at Oscar and says, "Bitch!" Yeah. <laughs> and Oscar hits her with a back fist. A big brawl breaks out. The faces clear the ring. Bianca says, uh, 
Oh, you didn't let us finish. This isn't a match anymore. This isn't a fight. Larson, I swear to God, yeah, a she bit. adopted a bit of a regal British accent Certainly when she said, this is a war and it's ending at war games. Yeah, it sounded and like it. And a bunch of people were like, oh, she did a British accent for that shit. That was fucking awesome, man. That was pretty great. That was, that was great. so great. So then Nikki Cross lays out Bianca from behind. Damage control gets back in the ring. They all beat up on Bianca, Alexa, and Asuka. Bailey hits Bianca with a rose plant. Nikki hits Bliss with a draping, swinging neck breaker. Bailey tells Bianca, we're going to see you at War Games. War Games. Yeah. Oh, so uh, Mutant Mayday here says when Asuka was saying baka, 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 that means idiot, apparently, ah. in, in Japanese. So, yeah. Uh, after that, we got Austin Theory versus Shelton Benjamin. So earlier in the day, Shelton was talking some crap to Theory. And uh, Theory, this is the first thing Theory got wrong. Tell Shelton, all I do these days is win, which isn't the case. Yeah, he loses. He's been losing a lot. A lot. A lot. Yeah. And asked Shelton when's the last time that he had beaten anybody. And Shelton says, well, why don't we make it you tonight? Um, so they have that match. Uh, unfortunately, Shelton does not get the win here. Shelton Benjamin's great. Dude, he's fantastic still. He's like a million years old, and he's awesome. He is awesome. So Okay, uh, so hold on one second here. Mm. Looking at Austin Theory's record as of recently, <clears throat> we've got uh, United States title loss to Seth Rollins. Uh, okay, so he won to Sheldon Benjamin, but he also lost to Rollins last night. Uh, on uh, October 3rd, on Halloween, lost to Rollins. Mm -hmm. uh, what is this? Uh, even on the live shows. Losing. Rollins is it's it's Rollins theory and and Matt Riddle in in triple threat in a triple threat thing going on and he's losing them all huh? uh I guess he did he beat um Mustafa Ali a couple mm -hmm. weeks ago uh Kevin Owens beat him Seth Rollins beat him again oh that was a live show Gargano beat him mm -hmm. uh Smackdown Drew McIntyre beat him yeah he has not won much yeah he's not won much at all my goodness, yeah. Yeah, he's got a dog shit record. He does, he does. So the finish of this one saw a Theory go up top, and Shelton, you know, just leaps up from the mat to the top rope. And Theory sticks his fingers in in his in Shelton's eyes. Mm -hmm. Shelton falls to the mat. Uh, Theory hits A-Town down to get the win. A-Town down. A-Town down. Yeah. Uh, here's some silliness for you. We had The Miz versus Johnny Gargano, but there was an extended bit before with some more revelations oh about goodness. The Miz. This was silly, but at least they're really leaning into how silly it is. Mm -hmm. And Gargano's kind of the guy to do that. He had a lot of silliness with the way, and he can manage this kind of comedy pretty well. Um, so uh, Miz came out first. He, he had a promo. He says, I want to speak to everybody with honesty. I can confirm that Gargano's interview is completely false. It's a blatant smear job. The evidence is doctored. I can't believe that nobody's looking at the sources. I can't stand that I have to defend myself. Uh, even my father, my own father, baked potato face, believes Johnny Gargano. He says the only silver lining is that my agent's phone hasn't stopped ringing. I just met with a major Hollywood producer, and she wants to tell my story, the true story. He says it's going to take time to build Oscar buzz. But in the meantime, I've spoken to my lawyer about moving forward with a defamation suit. Uh, my public relations team is formulating a formal response, and then he's interrupted by Gargano. He says, you know, I always liked your dad, baked potato face, uh, but I can't in good conscience start this match without telling the truth about something I did. I need to blow the whistle on myself. <laughs> he says, when I did the Byron interview, I was hoping the public would shame the Miz, and Miz would pay Dexter Loomis, but that did not happen. 
So I realized I needed stronger evidence evidence against the Miz. I did a little something a little deceitful to get it. I hired somebody. He says, Miz, you know that Hollywood producer you had dinner with? She was actually a private eye. She was wearing a hidden camera, and I happened to have the footage. And luckily for all of us, I brought a universal remote from home, and it works on this Tron. Ridiculous. Which is the, the the sort of wink and a nudge, like this is all stupid, yeah. and this is even making it stupider. But it's wrestling, so of course it is. So he plays this hidden footage, and Miz reveals, uh, you know, that everything that Johnny is saying is true. I orchestrated the whole thing. Explains why he stopped paying Loomis. He says Loomis should thank me for the notoriety. Uh, and then and then and then they come we, back and they play Gargano's music and go to commercial. And then we have we have that, match. and then we have match, yeah. Um, so, uh, down towards the finish of this one, Miz is looking for a skull crushing finale. Uh, Gargano gets out of that eventually leads to Miz getting sent out of the ring. Mm -hmm. Uh, Miz pushes Gargano to the announce table. He puts Gargano back on the ring and Gargano does like a drop kick as Miz is getting back on the apron. So the Miz then crawls out of the ring like he's someone's pulling him under. Yeah. Yeah, And when he comes back out, he's got a turnbuckle. Mm-hmm. And so the ref, it goes down the floor. is like, you can't put, get rid of the turnbuckle. And Miz yeah. is like, no, there's someone under the ring. Go look, go look. And so the ref goes look, goes looking. And while the ref looks, Miz hits Gargano with the turnbuckle and then covers him to get the pin. And then Miz goes up to the ramp. He's talking some trash to the camera. Loomis runs out, blasts him with the chair, takes a seat in it for a moment. Security comes out, runs after Loomis. He escapes through the crowd. Mm. So the silliness continues. Yes. Uh, after that, Damage Control and Nikki Cross are backstage. Uh, Dakota Kai tells Cross, uh, you know, we realize you're a much better friend than enemy after you attacked us. We were ready to end you. But then it dawned on us. You were lost, forgotten, just like us. But we haven't forgot about her, about you. And in Survivor Series, you get to unleash all that pent-up rage, all that aggression inside War Games. War Games. Yeah. And then EO says, uh, we want Nikki to destroy Dana Brooke because uh, they got a matchup next. Bailey tells Nikki, you don't have to wait until war games. You can let it all out tonight. And then Nikki laughs, tell damage, tells damage control it's time to play. Nikki's not all there. She's barely acknowledging these people. Mm-hmm. Um, so like, we let's go over this one more time here. We got <laughs> damage control and Nikki Cross. Yes. And then one more the member five. of their yeah. team. Who do you think that other member is? I'm hoping it's Rhea. I mean, part of that is because Bailey said in an interview that she wants Rhea on her team. So I'm hoping that comes mm. to pass. All right. All and right. then you get Mia to join mm. uh, Bianca, Alexa, Asuka. You get Mia Yim. And then Candice, maybe. Maybe Candice. Maybe Dana Brooke. You don't think you wouldn't rather uh, Mia and Rhea Ripley be involved in there? Because I, I think you might be right. I think Judgment Day and, and, uh, and the and the entirely possible too. That's entirely possible. If that's the case, let's say Rhea and and, uh, and, and Mia are not going to be in this. You get Nikki. Who's your fifth man on on Damage Control? Well, I, I don't know about Damage Control, but if you have Bianca, Oscar, and Alexa. Then you could you could have Sasha and Naomi come back to join them. That'd be a big deal, yeah. yeah. And then, um, you know, I've seen some people mention Candice mm-hmm. potentially mm-hmm. joining up with Damage Control because the last that sit down interview that uh, Candice did that Damage Control uh, busted in on, mm-hmm. um, you know, like 
camera got knocked over, so we didn't actually see any attack. We just heard, mm-hmm. so that mm-hmm. could yeah. just be. And we haven't seen Candace since. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, don't know. Don't know. Yeah. Maybe someone from NXT. Maybe Indy. I don't know. Yeah. 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 I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I mean, at this point, it's like, man, he could bring in like Nixon. Uh, uh, Nixon, Nixon Newell. Newell. Tegan Knox. Yeah. Tegan Knox. Yeah. Could do that because I mean they played. I think that when they were hyping up Survivor Series. And they play like a shot of Dakota Kai doing the thing with the. Oh, yeah. That worked. Tegan Knox. Yeah. I think yeah. they did. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. Uh, so let's see here. After that, we had Nikki Cross versus Dana Brooke. This is pretty quick. Nikki dominates this match, hits a draping spinning neck breaker to get the win, and is the new 24 7 champion. Raw rolls on. When we come back, they're backstage. And uh, Nikki's not really paying attention. She's just sort of, no, like you said, no look tosses. She's literally walking like this. Yeah. yeah. Looking up. Yeah, it's like she's doing an inspection. Uh, toss of the 24-7 title towards the garbage can. And uh, that's probably going to be it. Sad last days of the 24-7 Seems title. Like Seems like it. Yeah. But, you know, hopefully, maybe there's a story that comes out of it. Um, after that, we get an OC Mia Yim interview. <clears throat> uh, AJ says it feels good to get some payback on Judgment Day. This time, it's four on four, and they could have done it without Mia Yim. Anderson says they needed the toughest woman in the building. And Gallo says, uh, who else would they rather have? And the HBIC, Mia says, thanks to, 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 to all three of them. Say that was just a sample of what I could do. Let's see how re- uh, tough Rhea is against someone who can hit her back. And Gallo says, well, it's time to celebrate. It's on Anderson tonight. And Mia says, nope, it's on me. I got that WWE money now. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and then AJ said, AJ said, Gallo's has got a real high tolerance, though. She was like, it's fine. Yeah. Making that WWE money. <laughs> yeah. Uh, after that. Uh, we had the uh, the main event, the Seth Rollins U.S. Open Challenge. Uh, so Seth comes out for a promo, says, "Now where were we before I was interrupted earlier? We're about to have ourselves a U.S. title match." He says, "I intend to keep that promise, but you know this this month marks ten years of golly, ten years of Seth yeah, Rollins it was, in WWE. It was November 2012 Survivor Series where the Shield debuted. Yep. And he says, and what a ride it's been." The fans have been with me through it all, the wins, the losses, and all the championships. This U.S. title means a lot to me because before I beat Lashley, it had been far too long since I held gold in WWE. But in just a few weeks, I've made this the title to have here on Monday Night Raw. But it's time to get to business. Let's see who wants to take the shot. He says, be ready for a fight. So Mustafa Ali appears first on the Tron. And he says, Seth, you don't have to look any further. You know, the number one, he sh- he's been there long enough to know you need to get straight to the gorilla position. Yep. Don't be showing up on the Tron. Don't show your hand. Just get down there. And he learned his lesson here, you would think, because uh, uh, Bobby Lashley attacked him. Uh, says uh, Ollie's not going to accept Seth's challenge. Uh, he says uh, there's two reasons why I don't have the U.S. title. One, because of Brock. And at Crown Jewel, I made Brock pay by whooping his ass. And two, because of you, Seth Rollins. So I'm coming down to that ring. And then Ali goes after Lashley, and Lashley just throws him into a fucking road case. Yeah. Oh, that was yeah. – he launched his ass. Yeah, he did. Lashley says, as I was saying, I accept your challenge. Instead of actually accepting the match, though, before the bell, Lashley just completely uh, annihilates yeah, Seth Rollins. he destroys Seth just all over the place. It culminates in a spine buster through the announce table. Producers are out. Refs are out to break it up, and Lashley's like, all right, fine, I'll go. And as – He's going up the ramp. Theory wanders down. Uh, uh, Raw rolls on. We're back from commercial. And Theory's just standing there looking at, looking at Seth all. Putting it together. In writhing his head, around. 
tell him yeah. the trainers his knee is jacked up. Yeah. And so Theory goes, all right, I'm going to cash in now. So he puts Seth back in the ring. At first, there's like uh, some like modest cheers and then some boos and then largely just kind of indifference. Mm-hmm, yeah. Um, so ref rings the bell. Theory hits a form. Seth kicks out. Theory hits a neck breaker. Seth kicks out. Theory looks for A-Town down. Seth escapes that. Theory ends up hitting a pedigree. Seth kicks out. So Theory's looking for A-Town down again. Seth escapes again. Sends Theory into the post. Uh, backdrops Theory out of the ring. Theory gets on the apron, looking for a rolling drop kick. Seth counters that to a powerbomb. He hits a super kick, a pair of forearms, looking for a stomp. Theory counters that with A-Town down. Lashley pulls the ref out of the ring. And then Theory yells at Lashley. He says, you ruined it. You're an idiot. That upsets Bob Lashley. Mm-hmm. Lashley just destroys Austin Theory, culminates in a hurt lock. Lashley leaves again. Mm-hmm. So as mentioned earlier, ref comes to, gets back in the ring, starts counting out Theory. Theory just barely beats the 10 count, but as he's getting back in the ring, Rollins hits a stomp to get the win. Um, you know, and, and I hope there's some interesting story that comes from this. We don't know yet. All we get is this one thing. Again, it's the kind of thing, if this was if if this was under Vince McMahon, I would be like, okay, he's buried. That's yeah. it. Like, yeah. he's done. It's a new, it's a, it's a, it's a new time. It's a new era. Um, I am pretty confident they're going to do something with them. Whether or not it's going to work, I have no idea. Yeah. Yeah. But this is, a, this is, I mean, I'm not going to say this was a burial of Austin theory, but he's in a pretty deep hole right now to get out of. Well, so there's like a burial and then there's like a character arc, you know, there's like yeah, exactly, a, exactly, a story exactly. beat. A burial is when a burial is what happened to 24 seven title. I don't think, you know, you're, I don't think that title's coming out of that garbage. I, I don't think so either. I don't, garbage I don't think so either. Yeah. Um, let's see here. Yellow Flash says, how would you guys have booked? So let's say Triple H on one of your calls with him. Yeah. Says, uh, in, in private, though, away from the crowd. Says, hey, Off the record, this? yeah. Yeah. I'm going to do my best Triple H impression. It's not very good. He says, hey, uh, Larson, uh, I'm, uh, I want to do a... Uh, I want to do a failed cash in with theory. How do I do it? How do you book it? I still have him go for the top to go after you Roman. Have, okay. Cause I still think you could, I mean, if, if it's like a series of, he tries, fails, tries, fails, he thinks he's learning and it's like, Oh, now I know how to do it. Maybe instead of feuding with Seth, he's like, let me pick your brain, mm-hmm. which was where I thought it was going initially mm-hmm. where he's trying to get some insight. How do I do this the right way? And he thinks he, he, he holds, he holds the key. Now he knows how to do it. Still fails. Um, still fails. <laughs> still, still, still fails. Sounds like you said still fail. Um, and, you know, he, he tries to cash in on Roman. I don't know the exact way to go about it. He loses. He, he does cash in, loses the match. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and they do. Another thing about last night, maybe I just didn't notice it. I really felt, felt like they really milked the moment for theory, losing. I think that's kind of my biggest thing. I'll, is that now he, that you, he took that yeah. stomp and he got pinned, and then it was Seth, and then they're off TV. Now that you mention that, that's I think that's my biggest. I'll be honest with you. What I was saying earlier in the episode about the U.S. title being the thing, I kind I think if you want to if look if you want to hit rock bottom, man, I can't even cash in on the U.S. title. That's me that because point here's of view, the yeah. thing: cashing in on the on the world title, braving it. You got some honor in that. Why isn't he picking Seth's brain? Because he's a piece of shit. Because he's so full of himself that he thinks 
he can get this done himself. That's why it's kind of out of character if he were to say, hey, man, I need some help. Well, that's why I was hoping that would be advancing his character. Hey, this is growth for Austin Theory. This is something that's just not him spouting off his catchphrases. This is him realizing, okay, I've had two failed cash-ins. Here's someone who's done it Mm -hmm. at the largest stage possible successfully. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Maybe, you know, maybe going back more to the way Austin Theory, where he realizes maybe I do need a mentor. But he's a guy Gargano wasn't that guy, isn't that guy now. I'm going to, you know, move on up to a a legit main eventer. Here's Seth Rollins. Maybe he could help me. Maybe it's a situation where he knows where he's going into it, not thinking, oh, I'm really expecting Seth to be take me under his wing, is I'm going to get this information with them, and I'm going to destroy him. Yeah. I think that for a guy like him who has demonstrated zero self-awareness, it makes sense more to me more that he fails in the most pathetic way possible, and then he, and then he brings himself back up. I don't know that I, I don't know that I would have had that I it whatever it, it ever would have occurred to me to hey let's cash in on the U.S. title. I think the I think the one point that I absolutely agree with you on is seeing theory afterwards really was something that I think might have been necessary, at yeah. least for that moment, to be like, oh, my God, this guy. You should see the devastation. <laughs> like, could you imagine if, if he started crying? <laughs> if the idea that this was rock bottom for it, I don't want yeah. to wait a week. Show yeah, it to right. me then. No, Show me his wait. instant reaction to it. I mean, that's, I don't wait, think, has there been a digital exclusive or anything of, of what happened after the show went know. off the air? I or, imagine or not. I, I, I probably not. They're probably going to wait. So, hold off on that. I don't know. I mean, and it's not. To, and it's not I, personally. I just feel like in terms of, and I get, I get, I get everything you're saying about U.S. title makes sense because he's been an abject failure at trying to cash in the main title. At the same time, like the Money of the Bank briefcase is your one guaranteed chance to try to get that top title. He's had the U.S. title. If again, if it's a situation where he hadn't had the U.S. title before, I'd see why that'd be a more something worth going after. But. And, and and if the whole point is we're going to make this guy look like just an utter worthless piece of shit mm-hmm. because then we got to reset the button, build them back up. Okay, that's that's an approach. Mm-hmm. It's a tough go mm-hmm. concerning how unsuccessful they've been with theory on the main roster thus far. But if there's a good idea, if they got a good story, sure. Hope it works out. Yeah. Um, all I can say is based on what happened last night, I'm kind of like, you got to leave him with something. Mm-hmm. Something, because right now he just looks utterly and totally pathetic. Me as a fan watching, I'm like, why should I root for this guy now? There's nothing. He's given me nothing this whole time. To get and I behind. wonder, like, I think this might be like a Triple H approach. It's like let's just let's just. I'm trying to think. Uh, okay, I have no idea if he's got plans for this person, but Lacey Evans, mm-hmm. Lacey Evans, before Triple H took over was one of the most confusing characters you got that, right. that Vince had, had presented. He gave us the babyface promo where she talked about coming up in an abusive uh, a household uh, with, with horrible circumstances and persevering. And right after that, like a week later, he turned her heel. Yeah. And it was like, wait a second. Are you honestly trying to tell us? But then like a somebody, month later, it was like she was babyface yeah. again. Yeah. Yeah, right. And so, and so the crowd was really confused. We haven't seen Lacey yet. We've seen her like twice, I think, since then. Yeah. And and I wonder if it's one of two things. A, Triple H is like, yeah, I don't really know what to do with you. But Or number two, the crowd's is fucking confused by you. Like, we're going to let this chill for a while, scrubbing the decks, and then we're going to bring you back in a repackage 
in a way that you know we'll be able to reintroduce to the crowd because right now they're just confused as oh, are you a good guy are you a bad guy you're raw well, smackdown well, yeah. like they're who, even who changing her brand yeah um and i wonder if with austin theory it's a case of you know what vince is completely and totally you know, like ruined this character uh we're gonna scrub the decks we're just gonna rip this band-aid clean off we're gonna have this thing happen now i don't think that's i honestly don't think he's another lacey evans i don't think that's the case but I think next week we're, we're probably going to get, unless we don't, unless we go a month without seeing him. I don't know. That's maybe. You know, and at the same time, though, if if even if they have the next Money of the Bank at WrestleMania, that's still about four five months away. It's a ways off. Yeah. It is a ways off. Like, I didn't feel like this was, there's I, I don't know, I kind of felt like there were still stories you could tell with Austin Theory if you could crack the character as Mr. Money of the Bank. Yeah, but I think it was kind. Of, it's kind of obvious, man. Like, when presented with the options of, okay, do I continue to try to tell this story? Or... Maybe, and again, this is all speculation because we don't know. You're the only one who talks to him. Maybe Triple H, <laughs> maybe Triple H is thinking, you know what? I have a definitive path for this guy between now and WrestleMania, and it includes getting rid of that damn money in the bank because it's yeah, not it remains to be seen. It remains to be seen. If that's maybe the that's that's the story he wanted maybe, to tell. Maybe. Um, how would I have done it differently? I don't know. Uh, it would it would have been on pay per view. I'd have done it on pay per view. That's Actually, the, that's I would have I would have waited till. Whenever the next matches, I like the idea of him like really being under the wire, mm-hmm. and in just a, a moment of absolute panic, it's like ah, I, I, like it, literally in the breakdown of whether it's Mania or Money of the Bank, whatever. Say the main event isn't the ladder match, or sorry, say it is the ladder match, but the match before that is um the world title match or a U.S. title match. Maybe maybe say Reigns is still champ. It's day one of Mania. Reigns isn't wrestling that day. Mm-hmm. And but Money in the Bank is day one of Mania. It's like ah, well, there's a U.S. title here. Uh, shit, I got to cash in. Yeah, right. Yeah, because otherwise he completely loses it. Get something out of it. Yeah, I yeah, think that's that, the, for for me that's really interesting. And then maybe he can find a way I, to yeah. get into the ladder match later on. Something I like agree. that. I that's agree. a really interesting approach. I'm, yeah. I guess maybe more than anything, I'm just bummed they didn't do anything like really different in that sense with the briefcase. Yeah, yeah. It was like you know because Money in the Bank, I know historically. There's been some great. We talked about it earlier. Been a handful of great cash-ins, a bunch of mediocre ones, and ones that have been absolutely abysmal. Is there? Well, is there anything that's been so like that has such a terrible track record that still is intriguing? Like every year, we're like, oh, who's going to win Money in the Bank? Can't wait to watch Money in the Bank. They're going to cash I think, in. I think there's so many potential stories that they've never done. They just yeah, never right. done a year. I mean, my attitude is like, oh, maybe they'll do it this time. Yeah. So I'm always still hopeful. Yeah, and that never comes a, to yeah. pass. It's got a really bad track record. It does, well, especially in recent years. It's got a really bad track yeah. record. But I'm thinking, like when Big E won, I was like, oh man, maybe he'll 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 declare in advance, and and if not Mania, some huge pay per view, and and he'll get a huge win on pay per view to win the title. That'd be awesome. Uh, Timor Rockman asks, what stakes do you think should be applied for both War Games matches? Hmm. Seemingly, I mean, I don't, th- I don't think winner take all can be a thing. No, if it's five v five, no. Right. Have it so whoever, whatever team wins, or like last five in the rumble or something. Oh, that's good. Or whoever loses or first five, something like that. Yeah, that's good. Uh, let's see here. Should Blake Whitehouse says should Chad Gable be next, Mister Money in the Bank? I'm I'm I I love Chad Gable. I think he's great, but no, he's it's his proximity to Otis puts too much stink. After on him. after last night, I don't even want to think about Money in the Bank. Honestly, I would not be upset if they did like all right. As you mentioned earlier, we're going to skip Money in the Bank for a year. It really 
let's find a way to crack this so it's interesting. Kevin Owens. Uh, Leonidas Maximus Titanicus says, how does WWE... Uh, yeah, that's it's, 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 it's a little bit of nitpicking here. He says, how does WWE, WWE justify the decision to have Austin Theory cash in a U.S. title when the rules clearly state that the Money in the Bank winner can cash in on the briefcase for a world title? Somebody find me anything that it resembles an actual rule book that it says that in writing. Yeah. And and I will I will see I mean, that when, point. When Otis won money in the bank, there was talk between him and Tucker, if memory serves, they'd cash in on the tag title. Yeah. That's not a rule. Yeah. No, the WB official rule book that's published and available for purchase is a sketch pad. There's you could basically write your own rules in there. And that's the point. That the yeah. rules are, are, are made fluid. to be written. They're fluid because it's a fictional T V show. Uh let's see here. Mm, Alex Foster. Oh, pff, this is easy for me. Problems come up and you can't film an episode, but you want to keep it a secret. What wrestler could you hire to play you for an episode so your co-host is none the wiser? Oh, I get Phil in here. Yeah, Phil, and I'd get I'd get John. There you go. Yeah, Phil and John. John. John wear a, a flannel, you know, and uh, mm-hmm. and we're good. Mm-hmm. I'd say, John, can you like you you got you got this a month away? Carbs. <laughs> Carbs and carbonation. Blow it up a little bit. Oh, there you go. Hi, <laughs> uh, May. So, yeah, we talked about this. Oh, this guy. You know what? I kind of like this. Jaime Fonseca says, should Money in the Bank take a hiatus or maybe include NXT in the match to give them more freedom? They should, for a year, bring Money in the Bank just to NXT exclusively. Yeah. See if Heartbreak Kid can do something with that. Maybe. Maybe. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Mondo says, what do you think is more likely Roman dropping the title before WrestleMania? So his match with rock is non-title or Roman carrying the title past WrestleMania, the latter, the latter. I know there's been a lot of talk about whether that match needs a championship. Roman holding both those titles is like the manif- physical manifestation of his claim that he's head of the table. It's everything. It's everything. It is everything can't to lose him. before that. No, yeah. I mean, I think I wouldn't be surprised. Pure speculation. If the reason there's not a draft now is because they're going to do it after Mania, and that's when maybe they'll split the titles mm-hmm, yeah. without Roman losing one. Patrick Sparks says, give me one good reason why Von Wagner shouldn't replicate Kevin Owens' Raw debut, but he takes out Gunther instead of John Cena. Give one good reason. I mean, I feel like it's much harder to give one good reason why he should. I don't think <laughs> there is a good reason why he should. Luis Areza says, "What surprise names would you like to see in the women's rumble?" Um. Oh, Masha Slamovich. Oh, that'd be pretty cool. Masha, that would be pretty cool. That'd be sick. Uh. Oh. Oh. Uh. Uh. uh Billy Kay. Yes, that'd be outstanding. Chelsea you gotta Green. be joking me. Oh, she's gonna come back at some point, man. That shit's gonna happen. Gotta be joking me. Uh, yeah. All right. Anyways, that's gonna do it for the show. Thanks everybody for tuning in. We definitely appreciate. Thanks to our sponsors. We appreciate it. Till next time, we'll talk to you later. Goodbye. You can host the best backyard barbecue when you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well, inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. 
You can do this when you Angie that. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.